Happy St. Patrick's Day to all who are celebrating and welcome into your Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We have a lot to cover ahead on today's show. BYU basketball plays a tale of two halves as they advance in the National Invitation Tournament with a win over Long Beach State. We'll break that down. We'll also have a one-on-one conversation with BYU wide receiver Chase Roberts. Promised it earlier this week, giving it to you guys on today's show. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Teams in action today, baseball and softball beginning series on the road. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's get right to it. But a quick reminder that today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. They have you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's really get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 17th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Diaglitch, everybody. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. And for those of you wondering what in the world I just said, that's the traditional hello in Gaelic or Irish. Of course, it is St. Patrick's Day. I grew up in a family that celebrates St. Patrick's a little more than most. My father served his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Ireland. And obviously, when you serve there, you get to know a little more about the Irish culture. And we have a lot of fun with it in the Hatch family. So, Diaglitch, uh, it means hello in Irish or Gaelic, the way I understand it, my dad could be been lying to me my entire life, but you know, I'm going to trust him on this one, and hope you guys are having a great St. Patty's Day, wherever you might be. The other great saying that he used every once in a while with us when I was younger, he says, how's about E? And of course, that means like, how's it going? How are you? So... It's a fun time. It's a fun holiday. It's obviously one that's a little bit off the beaten path. It's not a federal holiday here in the States, but it's still a fun holiday all the same. Hope you're wearing your green. Hope you're not getting pinched too much if you're not. And regardless, hope you guys are all having a great day. And thank you for making us your first listen right here on Locked On Cougars. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are the only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, making you guys or hoping to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in any given room you happen to step into. Uh, by way of introduction, for those of you who may be new to the show, my name is Jake. I am the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And of course, I am your host here talking BYU sports every single day. All right, let's start off on the basketball front today. BYU men's basketball advances in the first round of the National Invitation Tournament as they take out Long Beach State 93-72. to And any of you who watch this game, last night know that this game was a tale of two halves. In the first half, BYU was turning it over at an astronomical clip. I believe it was somewhere around 13 turnovers by halftime. Yeah, 13 turnovers at halftime, and Long Beach State was feasting on that, and they held as much as an eight-point lead in the first half of this game. In the second half, though, BYU just turned it on. 52-26 52-26 to 26 was the scoring disparity in the second half. BYU doubled up the beach, which is still an awful nickname for Long Beach State, and cruised thanks to a 21 to nothing run at one point, but kind of the, it was the middle part of the quarter, I think about 11.30 to go to about seven minutes to go. BYU had a 21 to nothing run that put this game to bed. At that point, BYU was on cruise control, and a big win for BYU. Many of you will recall earlier this week when I was talking about the NIT and how BYU 
needed to handle this. I wonder what the motivation factor was for BYU. And I also said that the first game for a lot of the higher-seeded teams in the NIT, think of a potential matchup with SMU down the road for BYU. The Cougars is the number two seed. Those teams have to battle through a lot of adversity, meaning you have to battle through, obviously, the old malaise of missing out on the NCAA tournament. There's obviously, you're feeling down about that if you're a BYU player. In addition to that, you have a team like, team like Long Beach State who is trying to keep their season alive, and they're going to come in and throw everything they've got at you, and that's what they did in the first half of this game. I said earlier this week that I felt like if BYU were to get through this first round game, I think it might ignite them and get them rolling here on a potential run towards Madison Square Garden. I think the second half of this game may have been that ignition switch being hit for the Cougars. I hope I'm right about this. And BYU will now play host to Northern Iowa. That is going to be their matchup Saturday night. 7 o'clock tip is the expected tip time for that game. It'll be on KSL News Radio, the BYU Sports Network. I have not seen TV details, but we'll have more of that for you guys tomorrow as we preview more of what to know about NIU. Uh, Northern Illinois, by the way, did get past the third-seeded St. Louis Billikens. Thanks to 21 points from A.J. Green as NIU top St. Louis in the first round. So really good to see that. And the Northern Iowa Panthers will be coming to Provo with a 20-11 and overall record. Similar uh, setup for them coming into this game against BYU on Saturday. But we'll get more into that in depth tomorrow. But I thought the biggest thing from this game, how about Caleb Lohner? 20 points, a career high for him in this game for the Cougars as they take care of Long Beach State. And he looked like the player I think many BYU fans, yours truly included, expected to see throughout this season. Many of you will recall, maybe you don't, but he was a preseason first-team all-West Coast Conference selection. There was... big expectation that he was going to take into a big step this season and become a star for BYU. Obviously, the injuries that befell BYU in the front court necessitated a scheme change and a lineup change and a position change for Caleb Lohner. And playing out of position most of the year, I think, had him in his own head and just had him just out of sorts. But the good news is, last night, it seemed like he figured it out. A bigger player on him that maybe had a reach on him or was taller than him, he used his quickness and his athletic to beat them. They put a smaller player on him. He just absolutely dominated and went right over the top of those guys. That is exactly what you want to see from a guy like Caleb Lohner. He is a physically gifted freak in the best sense possible. Let me be clear about that. He is six foot eight, six foot nine, built like a Greek god uh, with 230 pounds packed onto him, just absolutely chiseled. Use your God-given talent to your advantage. And that's what I like about what Caleb Lohner did in last night's game. I felt like other guys in this game were their pretty steady selves. Alex Barcelo, yet again, just doing his thing. And BYU is in a good spot right now going into this matchup as they get ready to take on Northern Iowa. As I said, I think the first game of the NIT for any team, that is the game that you have to kind of grind your way through it. And BYU, they look like they were grinding in the first half. Uh, Long Beach State shot 41 free throws in this game. BYU only shot 15 in the game. You can look at that disparity if you want and complain about it. But regardless, used a big run in the second half. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You absolutely dominated when you needed to. And I hope that, yeah, that second half, what they did, scoring 52 points, putting on that 21 to nothing run on LBSU, I hope that is the so-called ignition switch getting flipped up and flipped on for BYU. And they now take on Northern Iowa, and then they would potentially face the winner of SMU and Washington State for a chance to go to Madison Square Garden in the semifinals of the NIT. 
I would love nothing more than to cover as much BYU basketball here in the remaining days and weeks of this season and just keep winning. That's got to be the whole message right now for BYU. Is just go out there, take care of business, win games, and have fun along the way. Yes, you're disappointed you're not in the big dance, the NCAA tournament getting underway today across the country, but you're making the best of the situation that you've been dealt. Take those lemons, make them in the lemonade as best you possibly can if you're BYU basketball. And I thought last night was a really, really good step in that direction. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk with BYU wide receiver Chase Roberts. I had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week to talk about how he's settling in to his position at wide receiver. How's he feeling physically? What does he make of spring ball? We'll get to that conversation here momentarily. As I mentioned, March Madness is underway later this morning. If you're listening to this early in the morning, it begins at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 10.15. I think Colorado State and Michigan begin the NCAA tournament. I am a huge fan of March Madness. I love my brackets. I got it all filled out, and I I fill out one and I put it in all the different pools I'm competing in, but I can't remember honestly the last time I went deep or even won any money in any of those pools I've competed in. This year, I am hedging my bets with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest to help me out a little bit. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you and start focusing on the players that you know with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props to win. Stat Hero is giving you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to those pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Like I said, you know these players. Go and select the ones that you want to ride with. And Stat Hero is simply the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The sleek, excuse me, not the sleek, the sleek simple gameplay will also have you playing in just minutes and this is what daily fantasy was meant to be my friends sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match that's stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on for that 100% match once again stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on terms and conditions apply Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'd also encourage you guys just a little plug for our friends over at Locked On Big 12. Josh Neighbors, I am privileged enough to be part of the crew that is part, I guess, of the Locked On Big 12 group right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's another fun podcast for BYU's future conference home if you want to stay apprised of everything going on in the Big 12. All right, let's talk some BYU football now. Had a great chat earlier this week with BYU wide receiver Chase Roberts. Really enjoyed getting to know him. He's a guy that I have known, I guess, from afar. I know that sounds weird, but I cut co- I cover high school football preps for my station. I also call a number of high school football games during the fall for Game Night Live Rewind on kslsports.com. Well, I've had the chance to watch a number of Chase Roberts games, highlight reels. I remember when he set the internet aflame, set the Twitter uh, network aflame by putting up just an absolutely insane spark score. And we're going to talk about that spark score. You're going to hear him talk about uh, that number he put up. And what the spark was is Nike football, I still believe they do it, but 
pre-COVID pandemic, they put on what they called like a combine event. They called it their spark scores. And essentially it's, it's NFL combine events, running the 40, benching, uh, running three cone drills, vertical jump, all that stuff. They compile all that data and put it into a formula, an algorithm, and it spits out a number to give you what they call their spark score. And it's supposed to test your athleticism. And Chase Roberts, the year he was coming out of high school, put up, I believe it was either top 10 at the worst, maybe top five in the entire country as one of the best athletes and of course his recruitment just took off after that everybody and their dog was coming after this young man think of the who's who of the blue bloods of football ohio state reached out usc obviously was in on him just anybody and everybody who saw that spark score and said okay who's this kid and where's american fork utah let's go find out more about him Luckily, BYU was on him early. They got him to sign. He went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Came back last year and had some hip issues, and you'll hear him talk about that as well, that really slowed him during the season last year. I believe he also had an ankle issue. I I had somebody tell me that last year mid-season that really kind of curtailed his opportunity to contribute on the field as a true freshman or I guess a COVID freshman last year. But the good news is it sounds like he is full go and really enjoying being a part of the BYU football program and expecting to step into a more significant role this fall for the Cougars. So without further ado, here you go. Chase Roberts speaking with myself earlier this week after BYU football practice. Let's start here. How is spring camp treating you so far? Spring camp's been awesome. It's been a year back since I've you know, been home from the mission, and my body feels 100%. So it's been very exciting and very fun to be out there, you know, full, full go, and be able to compete against these great players. We talked with uh, A-Rod, Coach Roderick, and he, he, he talked about the fact that last fall you were back off your mission. You're trying to get your body back under, your feet underneath you, all that stuff. Yes. Can you describe how different this spring feels versus when you got home last year i'm oh the world of a difference you know coming back i had surgery right, actually right back from my mission okay. on my hip so i had to wait another you know five six months and uh, got back right before fall and just that loss you know, lost a step and just that getting out of breaks and now it's it's i'm able to get out of my breaks fast and you know be a step in front of the guys and it feels just pretty special to, to be out here and to be able to go 100 i remember back in high school your spark scores what I think excited a bunch of folks. It took off on social media. Do you feel like you're back to that level as an athlete? Mm -hmm. I think I'm right around there, yes. Um, All the the little things. The spark score, of course, is like the 40 and the little jumping thing. It translates a little bit to to the field, but I think the big thing right now is just knowing the plays, seeing the field, being able to read coverages. I think that's the main thing that I've been able to improve on, and it's really upped my game. So all the other things are important, of course the spark score but I think those are the things that I've been really focusing on trying to get get down <laughs> well you had a chance last year to watch guys like Neil Powell who'd been in the program for four yeah. years Samson came in obviously he was a senior but you have guys like Gunnar and Puka who showed out last year how much did watching them help you progress I I mean I was asking him questions every second I had you know just the little things and it helped me so much just being confident when I would go in and um, getting some reps with them and it made a world of a difference you know coming into spring ball now um, having that experience from the last season, just them, all their their knowledge and, and helping me. 
obviously you guys, it's spring ball. A lot of guys are trying new things. Have they been cross-training at different positions, or have you kind of settled in at one spot at wide receiver? I'm mostly working in at the wide out. Okay. Uh, me and Keanu, they kept kind of wide, the is, is taller guys. Z? Z and X. Yeah, Z and X, okay, yes. yeah. And, but they've, whenever, you know, I go in at F, like there's there's times I go in at the slot, and uh-huh. they kind of rotate everyone. They don't have a huge preference on where we go. So okay. kind of working everywhere. I wanted to ask you about Cody Epps, because he's similar to you. He's yeah. a guy who came in, has had dealt with some injuries, he's yeah. been sitting back, but what have you seen from him so far from your perspective? Cody's a smooth, smooth receiver. He's an, he's an amazing player. He knows the field. He knows how to play the game and just smart. And it's been awesome to ask him questions as well and to work with him and because and, we are the same kind of same yeah. position and same um, same time, you know, period coming off injuries and stuff like that. And it's been fun to ask each other questions and help each other out as we're working the offense and becoming some of those top guys. Albeit different body types, obviously. Yeah, different body types, but I know same circumstances. So okay, very cool. <laughs> What do you like about having a quarterback coming back like a guy like Jaron Hall? Also, Jake yeah. Conover's been around the program, uh-huh. so you've been throwing with him, I'm sure, a little bit. But what does that continuity do for you as a receiver? You no, know, I feel confident in every one of the guys to get me the ball and to perform. I think Jaron's an NFL-caliber quarterback, and I can't wait to see what he does this season. And Jacob is right there. Also, also Cade Finnegan coming up, too. And those guys are just great players and can put the ball anywhere. They have great arms. How different is this offense, if at all, as compared to last year? I think we have this receiver group, at least, is just all returners. Yeah. These guys know the offense, and we're at another level, I feel like, than we were last year at this point in time. And I think we're, we're going to excel a lot in the passing game this year. Um, with Tyler Algier last year, of course, we, we had to give him the ball more. And, sure. But I think we're going to sling a little, bit, a little bit more this year, and I'm excited. Well, that's, I talked to Fessy Satake last, last week, and I asked him that question. Like, where is this offense compared to what you've seen? He's like, we're at a different level right now than yeah. we've ever been. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I agree totally, yeah, with the, the experience we have and um, the, the level we're playing at right now in spring ball. Come fall, it's going to be wild. It's going to be awesome. What do you most want to show the rest of spring ball, I guess, to the coaches? Uh, just having you know confidence, them having confidence in me, knowing the playbook, uh-huh. understanding my assignment, and just making, making plays, you know. And I really, I'm just focusing on getting better and improving my game, and whatever happens, happens. But I think the biggest thing is getting down the playbook and showing them that they can throw me anywhere on the on the field and I'll go I'll go make a play. How thick is that? Is, how thick is that playbook? It's it's. I mean, it, they've tried to keep it simple, but of course, it's it's a college playbook. You, you get confused and they throw in new plays all the time. So it definitely takes a little bit of studying. So it's more about terminology. Than exactly. Else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And when it gets going on the field, it, it fast with the signals, uh-huh. it, it kind of messes you up. But um, I'm getting it. Awesome. Well, Chase, best of luck and thanks so much for taking some time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There you go, Chase Roberts, BYU wide receiver once again, and a big thank you to him for taking some time. It was a great chat, and I had a chat with him before we pushed the record button. And Guys, I'm getting to the point, I'm 35 years old, so I am over the hill. There are guys that I watched growing up playing in high school and college who've gone on to professional careers, who are ending their professional careers, And the older I get, the more I am impressed with the young men who come in to BYU's football program. And I think it happens across multiple football programs. But guys like Chase Roberts, what an absolutely stellar young man. I had a great chat with him. Really, really impressed with him. And as you heard him talk about, his body feels good. He says he's got his mission legs. That rust has been kind of uh, kicked off. And he's ready to really step in and show some things. This is a kid who was 
absolutely lights out for American Fork High School. I remember when BYU signed him, I was said, I, I, well, I can't, I was said, that was an awful slaughter of the English language. I apologize for that. I was saying that I watched enough of him in high school and said, if BYU can land this kid, this dude could be one of the next great BYU wide receivers. At that time, didn't know that guys like Dax Milne were going to break out, but I'm telling you, Chase Roberts, if he stays healthy and he's able to recapture the form that he had at in the high school ranks and he's able to translate that to the college football gridiron, man, BYU could have just a yet another stud receiver on their hands. And you're going to also talk about Cody Epps. They've been in the same boat, working out together, rehabbing together. I really like this passing game for BYU. It should be something you're very excited for if you're a BYU fan just looking towards this fall. Going to be fireworks, I feel like, out there on the field for the Cougars, especially in the passing game. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's show with the other news and notes involved in BYU athletics you guys need to know about. And of course, I'm going to have a little bit of an Irish flair as we go out the door as well here on St. Paddy's Day. We'll get to all of that here momentarily. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Bill Bar. Of course, Built Bar are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. I mean that. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your skirt or anything like that. Any idiom or expression you want to insert there. I love these protein bars. I had uh, Cherry Barcia earlier today. Actually, no, as I'm recording this, yeah, earlier today. I recorded this on uh, Thursday night, Wednesday night, excuse me. I had that uh, for lunch earlier today. Folks, they are the best tasting protein bars I have ever had. And I just, I, I cannot say enough about them. I want you guys to give them a shot as well. They're packed with protein. They're just 130 calories though. Four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. The macros on these things are just nuts. I want you guys to give them a shot. They don't compare with anything else out there on the market. And the best part is we're going to save you some money by when you go to built.com, you can use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order. You heard that right? L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. And more importantly, as a BYU fan, you can support the BYU football program via their name, image, and likeness agreement that Built Bar has with all the BYU football players as well. So, order your Built Bars, support BYU football, enjoy the best tasting protein bars you've ever had, and do it with our friends at Built Bar. Today's episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. It's that time of year again as the college basketball tournament is finally upon us. For all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball if you want to look beyond that. Football, UFC, hockey, they get you covered top to bottom. They are your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. On a day like today with the NCAA tournament, it's a fun, fun format to check out. Head to the website today, that's betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of your friends at BetOnline, where the game starts. As we round out this Thursday edition of the show, hope you guys have had a lot of fun with it. Coming up on tomorrow's show, by the way, uh, planning to be at BYU football practice later today and getting some more interviews, but I have one I've been holding on to. 
Micah Harper, BYU defensive back, formerly a cornerback, now playing at safety primarily. Is that a permanent position change? He'll try and help explain that and also why he moved to safety in the first place. We'll get to that interview hopefully tomorrow. If not, we'll have it for next week, so stay tuned for that. But everything else we need to catch you guys up on real quick, let's start off with BYU men's tennis. They beat the University of Idaho at the indoor tennis courts 4-2 to yesterday in their dual meet. Congratulations to Dave Porter and his squad. Uh, they've had some adversity, obviously, with some allegations against Coach Porter, but nonetheless, still winning at tennis matches. That's always a positive. The women's tennis team is in action today. They are in Orlando, Florida. I guess a future Big 12 matchup as they take on UCF, the UCF Tennis Complex. That begins at 3 o'clock Mountain Time, 5 o'clock uh, Eastern Time down there in Florida. There is a live stream link if you want to watch those matches online. Go to BYUcougars.com. BYU Softball also in action tonight. They host Idaho State at Gail Miller Field. That'll be streaming live on BYU TV org and the BYU TV app. First pitch in that contest is at 5 o'clock. The men's baseball program is also opening their first West Coast Conference Series tonight. They are taking on the Portland Pilots at Joe Etzel Field up there in Portland, Oregon. First pitch is at 6 o'clock Pacific Time. That is 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, BYU Sports Network, the BYU Radio uh, Network will have that game for you guys. I'm not seeing a live stream link, so unfortunately the appears that it will not be on TV or streaming online for you to watch, but hopefully they'll come up with some option. I know in the past, guys like Tuckett Slate have just literally pulled out their phone and done a Facebook Live. They should do more of that. I'm, I'm just saying, if they're not going to have a streaming option for it, go out and take control of it yourself. So there you go. That's your Thursday schedule for BYU Sports tonight. Also, need to say congratulations to Shaylee Gonzalez, the women's basketball team getting ready for their first round match matchup on Saturday out there in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She was named a 2021-2022 Associated Press All-American Honorable Mention that was announced yesterday. She's the seventh Cougar in program history to earn an Honorable Mention honor from the AP. Gonzalez joins teammate Lauren Gusson, who earned that recognition last year. Ambrosia Anderson, Danny Kubik-Wright, Kristen Riley, Jennifer Hampson, Morgan Bailey, and Lexi Eaton-Reidalch were the other players who have received that honor. She's also a second-team All-American by the selected by The Athletic last week. Shaylee is worth the price of admission alone, folks. Paisley Johnson, uh, Paisley Harding Johnson, excuse me, lights out herself. Lauren Gustin, this woman's basketball team, I think, is poised to make some noise. Yes, that rhymed, but nonetheless, I think they have a big opportunity staring them in the face in the NCAA tournament. I'm hopeful that they are able to show that because this squad has talked all season long about wanting to do something special in March. Well, it is go time, and obviously Shaylee Gonzalez leading this team and hoping that they will get the chance. Uh, she was West Coast Conference Player of the Year for the second straight year, averaging 18.7 points per game along with 5.9 rebounds, 4.3 assists, and 2.3 steals. She's also a finalist for the Becky Hammond Mid-Major Player of the Year Award and has led BYU to that gaudy 26-3 record. Really, really impressive stuff. I'm actually surprised she was not more than just an honorable mention honor honoree on the Associated Press All-American teams. But, hey, the Athletic got it right. They put her on the second team at minimum. So there you go. Everything you guys need to know here on a Thursday edition of the show. Want you guys, by the way, to go out. And if you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day in the traditional sense, if you, you know what? Be smart out there. Obviously, there's a lot of drinking and driving on this holiday. It's a holiday that lends itself to a lot of alcohol consumption. I know that I'm talking to a BYU fan base that 
there's a subset of BYU fans who do imbibe, but by and large, a lot of you don't. But regardless, be smart out there, celebrate the holiday responsibly, and just have some fun. I love St. Patrick's Day. As I said, I know that not everybody is into the holiday. It's a big part of the Hatch family holiday because my dad, like as I mentioned, served his mission there in Ireland and obviously brought a lot of that home with him. And we've had it in my family my entire life. And I hope you guys have a great holiday regardless. Just celebrate it and do it the right way. All right, that is going to do it for this Thursday edition of the show. As I mentioned earlier, a conversation with Micah Harper, hopefully on tomorrow's show. Maybe if somebody else shows up, I'm going to be BYU football practice later tonight. If something else crazy happens, we'll hold off and put it on next week's podcast, but also on tomorrow's show, we'll preview the showdown. Second round action of the NIT as BYU takes on Northern Iowa. We'll get you ready for that, let you know what you need to know about NIU and ahead of that matchup, and once again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make our friends over the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast your second listen. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker got you covered top to bottom when it comes to the NFL Draft. The NFL Draft is next month, folks. So get caught up on everything you need to know about it and get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that'll do it. Thank you again for joining us. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast for March 17th, 2022. Happy St. Patrick's Day, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.